Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So I think I said, talked about this before, but a few years ago, I was having a conversation with our son and he mentioned that Thursdays were, were red or something. I think, yeah, I think it was Thursdays are red. And in fact, he had colors in his brain for every day of the week, essentially. And eventually we discovered that this was related to The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carle, which is a classic children's book. Created, I think, in the year that I was born, 1969. But this is an example of synesthesia, right? It's where one sense is commuted into another sense. Where we might, people see certain words, synesthetes, who are people who have this particular trait, might see a certain word as having a texture or a number as having a color or a sound or different senses get associated with different things. And this is one of the things we're doing in metaphor as well, just to keep banging on about metaphor, because it's so important. I'm beginning to realize how important it is. But one of the things that I've come across, there's a great book called I is an other by James Geary, which I'm reading, which is about metaphors really. And one of the things he talks about is how, how there's a hierarchy of senses when it comes to metaphorical speaking. And this is interesting because we tend to. We tend to think, for example, that sight is the primary sense. It's certainly by far the sense which has the most brain associated with it, brain activity and plumbing, so to speak, to use a metaphor. And of course, sound is also very important. We tend to think that the others certainly not necessarily touch so much, but certainly taste and smell are lesser. They're less important, right? We use them less. And of course, one of the interesting things about this is from a metaphorical point of view, if you start to analyze the way metaphors work, very often what they are doing is they are taking our two, if we say sight and a sound are our primary kind of senses, vision and hearing, they are transforming things that we see or hear into the other three senses, touch, taste, and smell. And one of the things that's come through, which I've never thought about before, but is so, I think it's a really powerful and practical kind of tip if we're writing, if we're storytelling, is that although vision and hearing are our primary senses from the point of view of seeing what's going on in the world, and we've talked at length about how we're always on alert, we're always looking for where the, the danger might be coming from, or, or we, our senses, particularly vision and hearing on high alert to see what's coming. But one of the things, one of the consequences of that is that the other three senses are less about the outside world and are more about what's going on with us. They're more personal. They're more vivid, if you like. And if you analyze metaphors as Geary and others have done, what is very often we are, we are taking something that is visual or auditory and we are turning it into something that has a sense of feel. When we say someone looks rough, for example, that's a powerful image. It's more powerful than saying that someone looked like they were a mess because we feel it at that kind of sensual level. Likewise, if we say that someone has, they look like they've tasted defeat, for example, when we taste something, when we smell something, that's a visceral sense. It's one of the reasons maybe, and I haven't thought about this before, but why smell can take us back to a place, to a memory, to a time, almost more powerfully than any other sense, the smell of something that you haven't smelt for a long time. 
And what this means really is when we're telling our stories, when we're writing, when we're speaking, if we can relate things back to tastes or touches, textures, or, or odors or smells, we are hitting people that are more visceral, more personal, more kind of vivid sense. So there's a weird kind of double hierarchy of senses. Yes, there's this, the, the hierarchy we generally, genuinely, excuse me, generally think about, which is the vision comes first and we go down from there, but from a personal, emotive, emotional point of view, maybe we ought to be looking the other way and trying to drive as much of our persuasion towards these more personal, more visceral senses where, where people can actually feel things. And there you go. I'm using a metaphor to describe a sense. You see how powerful this stuff can be. And this is just a simple, simple idea that I've got from one of the books I've read today, but I think it's powerful. And I think it's worth thinking about in relation to relation to making sure that our stories mean business. Thanks for listening. If you want to dig deeper into all the stuff that I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.